It's great to be in the house of the Lord. Huh? Uh, think about some other places that you could be today. Huh? Well, we get to be here with Jeff Finch. You can't get no better than that, boy. I tell you. Man, oh man. I was thinking this morning, actually a few days ago, um, and I'm going to pull this thing up because y'all have to see this. Uh, who loves to be kissed and hugged? Anybody? Huh? You love to be loved on, right? Well, I thought that my wife was loving on me, which she does normally, don't get me wrong. But I want y'all to just picture this in your mind real quick now. Uh, it's about, I don't know, quarter to six in the morning, and man, I'm telling you, I'm getting kissed. You know, you're, you know, you're not in that deep, deep sleep, but you're in that kind of sleep where you kind of know what's going on, you know what I mean, Jason? Huh? You know what's going on, but then you're like, hmm, that's not normal. Well, I finally woke, and I mean right here. I'm not talking back here. I'm talking right here was this little thing right here. Aww. Now, if you've ever been French kissed, that dog right there would do it. You hear me? Huh? This dog absolutely loves me to death. And if you look at this dog, you'll see that that dog's posing. That dog posed for that picture. You see where the little arm is up? That was on Mason's leg right there. And I just love this little dog. And uh, I wanted to share that with you just to ease the thing off of me real quick. Because uh, anytime, and just so you all know, this is only the second time I've spoken. Uh, the first time was at the uh, men's prayer breakfast over at Angelo's. And uh, one thing I think you all can see that I love to do is eat. And Buddy got me a ham and cheese omelet. Man, I'm telling you, it was awesome. Just awesome. But uh, uh, one other thing I want to share with you. Um, Rachel got me up, I don't know, about 5.30. And I was like, what are you doing? She said, honey, I need you to be on your game today. I'm like, what? I need you to be on your game today. She said, this is the first time you're going out and speaking to a live audience. I said, okay. So she packed me <clears throat> about four to five of these smart waters. I don't know if it's going to play effect on it today, but uh, hopefully I'll give you some truth. And uh, one other thing I wanted to point out real quick. Buddy, I feel like I'm on the airline, baby. I got me a cup holder behind here. I've never seen that before in my life. What was that, a dollar? It's the little things in life, isn't it? Huh? Well... Um, real quick, I need uh, uh, audience participation, if you don't mind. All the people over here, I need you to say, Amen! Amen! No, 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 no. I need you to say, Amen! Amen! Amen. Amen. This side, I need you to say, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> this side outdid y'all. Let's do it one more time. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. There you go. All right, let's do it again. Amen! Amen! Woo! We're getting close. Now look, I went to a Chris Tomlin concert, and you know I was raised in the Baptist church, and a lot of times when you raised your hand or you stood up and you said something, people look at you like, what is he doing? What happened to him? Listen, anytime you want to throw out a hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord, that'll be fine with me, okay? So please, feel free. I, uh, I encourage it. It makes me feel better even being up here. But today, we're going to be talking about the faith that you must have, okay? We put our faith in a lot of things in life, but the main thing is, it's got to be in Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, the first one, let me see if I get this thing right. 
is true faith. It comes out of the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter uh, 11, 1 through 3. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to give you a few illustrations of that. My wife is the smartest woman on earth. You know why? She married me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, 20, what is it, 29 years now? 29 years, I don't even know what in the world she was thinking. You sold us our first house. I remember that. But Rachel is the smartest lady on earth. I mean, let me tell you, when we got back to our apartment, the first oodles and noodles meal we had, did you hear that? Oodles and noodles. Who's ate oodles and noodles? Huh? Or spam, you know? I go back in the day, well, I wasn't poor, I was po. <laughs> you get, a, get you a can of spam, you put it on some bread, and you put enough on there just to put the taste, okay? Put the taste on it, scrape it back off, put it back, the rest back in the can to last you all week, okay? I don't know if I've ever been that bad, but I felt like it. So, honey, I appreciate you sticking with me all these years. Next off, I want to talk about Buddy Chapman. Do you realize the man that y'all have here? Will y'all give him a hand for me? Yes. Buddy! Buddy Chapman. I'm going to tell you something. I, I've rode out to 58 to that dealership, and sometimes I just feel like, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, what in the world am I doing on the road? And all of a sudden, I'll get a text. Hey, man, just checking in on you. That feels good, Raquel. You know what I mean? It just feels good. And then all of a sudden, the phone will ring. You know, hey, do you have a minute? How many has got that phone call? That's the first thing he normally asks you. Do you have a minute? Okay? Because he never wanted to disturb something. But listen, that's, the, that's a hard... Oh, you okay? Okay. <laughs> hey, we were talking about you can throw your hands up and shout. You can run into the camera too, brother. It don't matter. But Buddy Chapman is a great man. I have no idea why he called me a few weeks ago and asked me to speak at the men's breakfast. And then again, I have no idea why he turned around and asked me to preach here today, but there's a reason for it. But I can promise you that, that man right there has got a heart of love. And he's got a heart of love and appreciation for everybody in this room. I wanted to personally thank you for supporting him. Starting a church is hard. Isn't it, buddy? Where'd y'all actually start? Uh, on our road. On our road. How long ago? Well, brother, I just want you to know I love you. Amen? Give me a big amen. Amen! Amen. Hallelujah. All right. But we put our faith a lot of times in things and people that we don't even realize it. I want to talk about a doctor real quick. I'll never call any names. But do you put your faith in a doctor? Think about this. Here's a man that's getting ready to tell you, hey, I'm going to cut you from here to here. Okay? Do we just take his opinion? Or should we get a second opinion? Maybe even a third. Think about the faith that you put in people on a daily basis, and then we turn around and say, well, what happened? Real quick, I just went in to get a trigger finger surgery done. Here's the first one right here. You see, that, that thing's working pretty good now, right? Well, I figured this one would be the same thing. 
And y'all can tell that's a little jacked up right now, can I? Huh? I had faith in this guy to do the same thing he did to this hand for this one. But things don't always go that way. You, you see what I'm talking about? It don't always go the way we think it's supposed to go. And then the first thing we turn around to do is we get upset, we get mad. And I'll be honest with you, I've been mad. Oh, I'm standing over here. I've been mad a few times in the last few weeks, months. This thing got so infected, I think all of them went together, a whole hand. But I said, I can look at this one or two ways. I said, well, there's a reason why God let this get infected. Right? I could have went on and did this, did the other thing, kept on going with life, but I may have never seen the reason why this happened. And that's where the next, stuff come, uh, the next verse comes in here. Okay? Uh, on number three there. I'm all the way down here at the bottom. I'm sorry. Um, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the words of God so that things were uh, seen were not made of things which do appear. So just because this one appeared that it was going to be okay didn't mean that this one was. Things change. Okay? Next thing. Daycare centers. I love my two grandbabies. Somebody told me a long time ago, Finch, you need to calm down. You, need, you know, you just need to calm down. Things, everything's going to be all right. That person's in this room. <laughs> okay? Everything's going to be all right. But think about it. We put our faith into a daycare center. Do you sit down and interview the person? How long is the interview? Are that you interviewing them or are they interviewing you? I'm getting ready to leave my precious grandbaby somewhere. I'm going to know about you. I'm going to know about you. And my little main man here, Carter Williams. People told me that when you have grandbabies, it's a different kind of love. I can promise you I walked around, folks. I <laughs> Listen, come on. Let's just get this thing rolling. i got things to do. God will and has a way to slow you down and make you realize the values that you have in life. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, well, this ain't going to happen to me. I'll tell you something. They'll come, they'll come on you, and they'll come on you quick without, without warning. You'll be waking up, and boom, something. you get that phone call. You're like, what in the world just happened? What do we put our faith in? We have the first man and first lady of Bush Gardens with us today. Thank you, Jason and Raquel. I appreciate y'all coming in. Y'all had no idea how much faith that you have in this man right here. How many in here has been to Bush Gardens? Everybody? Huh? How many times have you gotten upset when the ride broke down? Huh? You did? Okay, well, I appreciate it. That's what, hey, we're in the house of the Lord. We need some honesty in here today. So let me ask that question again. How many times has it been 98 degrees at Bush Gardens? All right? And that's before they put these little sprayers up there. Okay? I'm talking about back in the 80s. She's hot. Okay? Now these days, they got the zigzag thing with the roof on them, the little sprayers, the fans at least try to cool you off. But have you ever gotten upset when the ride broke? Huh? How many times have you ex uh, got so excited when the ride said, hey, folks, we're ready to go. Get in line. Here we go. What does everybody do? Amen. Amen don't they? <laughs> Woo! I'm back, right? This man right here runs Bush Gardens. When I say runs, I mean he runs it, electrician-wise, okay? If something breaks, who do they call? They call him. Okay? 
They call him. We put our faith in him when we're at Bush Gardens. Amen. I thank you, Jason. I got two little ones coming up. Make sure the rides are safe for us. <laughs> How about this? Do you get paid before you work? Huh? How many employers do you walk in and say, hey, I want my $100, $200, $300, $400, $500 for my week before I even start? Anybody does that? Huh? Not around here. And if somebody is, let me know. Because I'm going to go sign up with them. Okay? But we work in faith to get paid. We wait for the day for that now electronic draft to go through or the electronic deposit to go through. That's what we wait for. We got faith on it. I was watching uh, Facebook the other day. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I was watching Facebook the other day, and I, I, you know sometimes you run across these videos that uh, I don't even know how they get on there. But anyways, there was this man upset with another man, and let's just say they were throwing a few blows. Well, come to find out, the man that was throwing the blows has a family of five. He needed his paycheck to feed his family. And the guy told him, said, I'll pay you next week. Well, that wasn't good enough for the man that just worked 45, 50 hours, right? He needed his paycheck to feed his family. Would you be a little upset about it? I would be. I would be. I praise the Lord now that I have a Christian attitude and I probably wouldn't do what the other guy did. I'd say, but look, man, I need my money. Has your faith? Has your faith? Do you have the faith to know that, you know, one day... You're going to leave this earth. You will. That's why I was talking about faith. Something you must have. We all have, already have it now. We put our faith in other things. We put faith in the things of this earth. I could promise you, folks, and I'll share something with you real quick. I was in the office of my dad over at Calvary Baptist Church. And I don't, I don't even know. I, I just enjoyed sitting in there with him, just watching him, you know, prepare for Sunday service. You know, it's that time you spend with him. You don't have to really say much. Denise, you don't have to say much. Just the time. And, you know, and I don't know how it came about, but he said, son, one day, he said, everything will pass away. He said, one day, everything will turn to rot. So we went home for a homecoming, I think it was, or some Stephanie, over at the uh, a church and. You know, when someone leaves a church, sometimes it's a little bit hard on some members. They leave and they go search elsewhere for another church. And by the way, uh, those that are watching online, if you need a church, be right here. Buddy Chapman has the biggest heart ever, so get right here. But I was sitting in there with my dad, and he told me, he said that this, all this will wither away, son. I said, well, you know, being 19, 20 years old at the time, you don't think about that. But we went back for a homecoming service, and after the service, you know, you like to go visit places you've been as a child, especially my dad's office. I loved it. He had all the books on the shelves, you know. The old, I'm talking to old country preacher, preacher, folks. I'm talking about the ones that just didn't get up and take a scripture verse and didn't reference it with something. That man sat in that office, okay. I'm, it's easy. Mom used to have to call him for dinner. You remember that? I'm sorry, darling. I'll be there in a minute. But back then, we didn't eat until Dad was home. You remember that? You did not. Don't you grab a morsel, as my sister would say. Don't eat a morsel 
okay, until dad gets home. But we went to that sermon, that service, and I walked back to his office, and the floor had caved in. The asbestos was everywhere. They had it taped off, said, caution, do not enter. This is my dad's office. Imagine what you feel. Here he was, 38 years, right, Seth? Huh? 38 years he preached at this church. And exactly what he said came true. It withered away. The bookshelf had fell over. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. But then I got to realizing and thinking, Rachel, that everything he did in that office, he got to share with everybody. He shared it with people. He had a genuine love for people. When he walked into grocery stores, he asked you, how are you doing today? He just didn't say it just to be saying it. He said it because he genuinely wanted to know how you felt, buddy. Guess what the very next question out of his mouth was, folks? Guess what it was? Huh? Do you know the Lord? Woo! Hey, do you know the Lord? He was genuinely concerned about someone's soul, about when you take your last breath, where are you going to be? It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming quicker than you can imagine. I haven't, and, 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 and Rachel counted this, I don't even, when she goes to bed at night, I don't even watch no TV. I haven't watched TV in probably two months. I couldn't tell you what's going on. You know why? I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Bubba, I don't want to see it. Think about that. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming quick. Even so quickly come Lord Jesus. Somebody asked me, are you Democrat or Republican? I'm not either one of them. I don't trust anybody up there, and if, if that offends somebody, I apologize, buddy. I apologize up front. But I'm going to tell you something. The only one I put my tra- trust and faith is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's it. Amen. So you can take the Trumps, Obamas, and everybody else. Listen, we, we're not getting into that. I'll leave it alone. Because once I get started on that, it won't stop. <laughs> Whew. I can promise you that. But anyways, you know, I love my dad. I tell you, we, uh, we eat at Pops and, you know, that phone call when, hey, you want to go get that sub? Those are times, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm getting this with you and, and I'll, I'll get back to the faith thing, but listen to me. Those are times that you take conversations from your loved ones sitting beside you and you cherish it. You cherish it. Don't take it for granted. Probably what they're telling you, if not 100% of what they're telling you, is because they love you. They love you. Why would you invest some time in somebody that you don't love? Huh? Think about that. Let's move on. I've got to hit this button. Boom. The power of faith in a troubling time. Hmm. I can guarantee you there's somebody in this room today that's probably going through some troubling times. Isaiah 43.2 says, When thou passest through the waters, they, uh, I will not, excuse me, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt be, not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee, for I am the Lord thy God, and I will help you in your time of trouble. How many people went in the lion's den? 
It's okay, you can shout it out. How many people went in the lines then? Huh? How many came out? <laughs> that was in the fire, right? Amen? Through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. The McCamey's has a song out. You know what I'm getting ready to say, don't you? When you feel that the water is above your head and I can't move any further, listen, it's still under his feet. Huh? Did you hear what I just said? When you think the burdens, hardships of life, I can't take it anymore. The water is above my head. It's still under His feet. He's got you. You have absolutely nothing to worry about. There's two things in life that you have to choose. Okay? I'm going to tell you what they are. You have to choose one. You can't choose both. You can't choose this one and do this one. You can't choose this one and do that one. Okay? Listen to me carefully. You can have faith or you can worry. But it is impossible through God to worry and have faith. You can't have faith and worry because you have nothing to worry about. I'm finally coming to the realization of what happened when my father died and he told me, he said, get your tapes out. I finally realized what, why I drove to Richmond, why I drove to Emporia, why I drove to South Hill. I finally realized because this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere along the blue. Amen? Think about that. Don't put value in things here. I'm done with it. You can take the things that I have right now. Do you hear me? I don't care if I have them anymore. But I promise you this. Every day that I live, I'm looking forward to the coming of the Lord. Amen. If He came today, ladies and gentlemen, get out of the way. Did you hear what I just said, Bubba? If He comes today, get out the way. Don't, there's nothing going to hold me back. I'll get to see my mom and dad again. Mm. Yes. I'll never forget. Mom always said, Honey, I'll meet you at the river. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to be right there with them. I'm going to either be at the river or I'm going to be at Jesus' feet, but I can promise you one thing. I'm going to be there. My faith tells me without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to be there. And I listen. Can you just, what is heaven going to be like? Think about this. You get to see your Lord. You get to see Jesus. I get so, some people get excited to go to a concert. I could care less to go to a concert anymore unless it's Chris Tomlin. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I went there and he said, listen, folks. Who was with me? Rachel, you were with me. Stephanie, y'all were with me. Chris Tomlin. He said, folks, listen. I know there's people standing beside you, sitting beside you. He said, but this concert's for you and the Lord. I'll share with you, I grew up in the Baptist church, so very rarely would I ever hold my hand up. Very rarely would I say, Amen! Hallelujah! Right? It was very rare I did that. And it's nothing that was wrong with it. I just, you know. But I'm going to tell you something. That night at the concert, when he started singing... I will only boast. You remember? When he came out with, I will only boast in the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, my finger didn't go up. Four fingers didn't go up. Not only did this hand go up. Do you remember, Rachel? I was standing there like this, thanking the Lord for what he's done for me. 
I was not ashamed or embarrassed to show my appreciation for our Lord and Savior any longer. Because I promise you, one day you're going to stand in front of Him. You're going to stand in front of Him. You, he's either going to take you out of the oven, out of the kitchen, and say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Or He's going to look at you and say, depart from me, I never knew you. That day is coming. I can promise you it's coming to everyone in this room. There's nothing that you can do to change it. It's bound for you to have to do that. My question is, how's your faith? How's your faith? Do you know if today, today you took your last breath that you're going to be in the presence of the Lord? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It says it right there in the Bible. There's no deviation from that. Well, I live a good life. I'm glad for you do. I do good deeds. I thank you for your good deeds. But ladies and gentlemen, the good deeds and the works that you do, is you're supposed to do that as a born-again Christian and sharing it with people and loving on them. I remember one time someone told me a story that a church kicked a 16 or 17-year-old girl out because she was pregnant. Are you kidding me? A church kicked my... Hey, look, you, you can't, we can't have you in this church. I could promise you if they were at this one, Buddy would be standing at the door with open arms saying, hey, come in here. Bad things happen to good people. It happens, to, it just happens. That's where the trials and tribulations come in. If you don't think they're going to hit you, just wait a minute. They're coming. You know why they're coming? Everybody says, well, I don't know why the Lord would allow that. What, what, did, what happened to Job? What happened to Job? Huh? He lost it all. The Lord told the devil, said, listen, you can do anything you want to Job except what? Kill him. He took everything. Took his wife, children, farm, cattle, everything except the clothes on his back. But his faith, Huh? Give me a... Amen. Amen. Give me a... Hallelujah! Huh? This is good stuff. Woo! Lord, have mercy. Let me move on. Folks, God knows what you're going through. He knew it before it started, and I can guarantee you He knows the end of it. That you can take to the bank. That's a deposit. That's a deposit, buddy, that's guaranteed to be there. He knows where it's going to be. You should. That's where your faith comes in. Who's your, who do you have your faith in today, ladies and gentlemen? Let me share this with you. Let me get down here. I love these iPads. Huh? <clears throat> See if you can relate to this. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances or things I just could not understand. Many times in trials my weakness blurs my vision and it's then I am reminded I've never been forsaken. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? It doesn't matter what you're going to. You've never been forsaken. You will never be forsaken by the Lord. 
He's going to pick you back up no matter how far you go down. I love laying on my back. You know why? <laughs> I get to see Jesus. I get to see heaven. I'm going to keep going. I've never been forsaken. I've never had to stand the test alone. As I look to all the victories, the Spirit rises up in me. And through the fire, my weakness is made strong. <laughs> He's got you. You can't, even, you can't get no better than that. If I was going to have my right-hand man, it's going to be Jesus. Because he's thick as closest than a brother, doesn't he, Jamie? I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. There it is. I speak truth, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, I'll keep going. He never promised the cross would not get heavy. And the hill would not be so hard to climb. Mm. Have you had some mountains you had to climb? Huh? The God on the mountain is the same God in the valley. Amen. When you're in the valley, <laughs> hey, when you go as low as you can go, where else is it to go but what? Hallelujah. Give me a... Amen? Hallelujah. Hmm. All right, let's keep going. Just remember... When you're standing in the valleys of decisions, the adversary says, just give in. Give up, Jason. Just give up, man. Hey, just give up. You know who's doing that to you? The devil. He'll do it to you. He comes to deceive you, deceive you and destroy you. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed. He'll give you a bunch of false promises that he'll never be able to fulfill. But I can promise you my fulfillment was done on Calvary. Amen. Mm. Woo. Here we go. Just hold on. <laughs> Our Lord will show up. He will take you through the fire again. I know within myself that I would surely perish. But if my trusting hand of God, He will shield me from the flames again. Hmm. Buddy, how long do I have? I understand buffet starts around 12.30. I'll probably end around 2. Um, Rachel has packed me full of water. If you need some hydration, just raise your hand. I'll bring you one. But the good news is the trials and tribulations will cease. One day you don't have to worry about having cancer anymore. You don't have to worry about your teenager being found on the side of the road because somebody gave him stuff he wanted to say, hey, just try this. Ladies and gentlemen, that's an epidemic going around this whole world. And if you don't think it's happening in Pocosin, talk to my son-in-law. He's a first responder. He'll tell you. There's another one in here. Where, where does the gentleman work? There you are. Does it happen here, sir? The devil's everywhere. Pocosin, Virginia is not excluded. It's not excluded. The person that you set down here at El Rancho, you don't know what that person is going through. Speak to them. Say hello. On my worst day, I'll at least say hi. Can't you? Huh? Somebody may need you. Somebody just may need you to shake their hand and say, hey, I hope you have a great day. 
nothing wrong with it. Oh, that don't embarrass me. I'd rather be embarrassed than somebody go to heaven than not to say anything for them going to hell. I just made that up. Amen. (laughs) (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Jesus was four days late. Did you know that? Denise, did you know the Lord was four days late? Buddy, He was still on time. Mary and Martha said, Jesus, had you came when we called you, my brother Lazarus would not have died. Jesus... Listen, all he did was speak it. He said, show me the grave. Show me the grave where your brother lays. He pointed to it and said, Lazarus, come forth. If you think what you're going through today, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus can't speak it and fix it in the moment of a twinkling of an eye, he can do it that quick. That quick. When they told me that my dad had leukemia, it killed me. Killed me. I couldn't stand it. I was standing there, Lord, Lord, why is this happening? I went out and had a moment of myself. What in the world? Here's a man that's preached and taught and done everything for 38 years. And I go to the Skins game and I always went up the night before because you DC traffic. And I look around the streets of DC hoping that you don't get jumped or mugged. There's people laying in the streets. And I questioned, and I ought to be ashamed of myself for even questioning it. Why did you take my father and leave these that aren't doing anything for the kingdom? What? What happened? What did he do wrong? What did I do wrong? Why did you take my father? When the doctor told him, he said, Brother Finch, he said, you won't be going home. My dad instantly corrected him. Instantly. He led three people to the Lord within a week before he died. Three people. You know why? Go back to the questions that he asked them at the supermarket. Hello, how are you today? Do you know where you're going when you die? He led three people to the Lord. But I love his answer to the doctor. He looked at the doctor. He said, doctor, I'm going home. Whether it's my earthly home or my heavenly home, I'm going home. And I'm, I'm good with either one of them. I know he didn't want to leave us. I know. Whew. I love that man. He had the true calling of the Lord. He cared... Whew. He cared for people. He genuinely had a love for people, wanted to make sure that they were going to heaven. That's why I'm here today, buddy. I want to make sure that anybody here listening, right here on Facebook, listen, if you're in a correction facility, you're in a nursing home, it don't matter where you're at, my question to you is, how's your faith? How is it? Let me share this with you. I had a coworker come up to me one time, and he said, well, how do you know that your religion, your Christianity, is the right one? 
Raquel, you know what I looked at him and immediately came out of me? The death, burial, and resurrection. The death, burial, and resurrection. Listen to me. If you go to the tomb of Buddha right now, I could guarantee you his bones are still in there. If you go to the tomb of Muhammad, his bones are still there. But if you go to the tomb of Jesus, all you're going to find is something white laying there that they buried him in. Because on the third day he arose. He arose. And he said, I'm going to prepare a place for us and for you. And if I do, I will come again. He's coming one day, folks. You know, the Bible says there's a point that a man wants to die, then the judgment, you're, you're going there. It's going to happen. My question to you is, are you ready? Are you ready? Let me move on. Let me tell you what Jesus did for you. How many has had a whipping in here? <laughs> Zach Finch spared the rod and spoiled the child. Is that how you say it? He most certainly did. And it got to a point where, you know, if uh, Mama says, I'm going to tell you Daddy. <laughs> These days, folks, people say, I'm going to tell you Daddy. don't mean nothing <laughs> to some. There's still some good men out there. There's some good women out there. Wants to raise their kids right. I think I did a pretty good job, don't you think, Mason? Huh? Huh? Yeah. I, had, I, had, I, I, I want to share something about Mason real quick. Uh, when Carter was born, he couldn't say Mason. I don't know where Yang Yang came from. But Carter, you two, maybe two or three, whenever they start yelling, we, Mason lived up above the garage, and Carter would always come and say, Yang Yang, get up. Those are times you can't, you can't beat. Um, real quick, will y'all help me congratulate um, Mason and Marissa on their engagement? They got, they got engaged. They're going to be sharing their life together here uh, coming up. I'm, I'm gaining another daughter, in my opinion. She's a good lady. And, uh, but troubling times. Uh, I think Mason was 12, 10 or 11, 12. Can y'all see this? It used to be bigger. I was the one that if you laid on the beach on your stomach to do your back, you had to cut the hole, you know. <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't done it. You know you've done it, haven't you? Huh? We got to do it just to relieve some of the pressure. I do it. I ain't ashamed of it. <laughs> that got you tickled, didn't it, Harley? Huh? Uh, well, I had the bright idea of letting my son, me having faith in my son. I put a cinder block up at the end of the driveway. My nose won't stop running, folks. That's okay. At the end of the driveway, and I don't know if you as a father has done this, but of course I just got him a BMX bike. And he's seen on TV, you know, them jumping the hills and all this stuff. So me as the loving, sacrificing father that I am, I decided to go ahead and get in front of the uh, ramp. I said, Mason, you got to have enough speed, and when you get to the ramp, pull up. Well, he didn't hear anything I said. 
Okay? <laughs> he didn't hear a word I said, but I still had faith in you, didn't I, son? Devin's standing there all along saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. What, Devin? Uh, your belly is higher than the ramp. Uh, Mason, I have plenty of speed. It ain't going to be no big deal, right, Devin? Devin's standing there with the camcorder. I wish I could find that, that thing. Lord, have mercy. Great memory. But Mason, I'm hollering the whole time. Mason, a lot more speed, son. More speed. Make sure you pull up when you get to the ramp. Let me tell you something. That was a catastrophic event. Not only did he hit me with the front tire, he hit me with the chain and the back tire. And all I did was, ooh. Stand up, Mason. Stand up. Mason's about what? Six, one? Okay. Well, he was that size uh, when, he was, when he rode the bike. So imagine him hitting you at about 10 or 15 miles an hour. But I have faith in you, son. That's, that's, that's the key. I have faith in him. Let me get back. Let me get back. Next one's saving faith, ladies and gentlemen. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a what? Who in here wouldn't accept a gift, buddy? If I give you something, it's a gift. You didn't have to ask for it. I'm giving it to you. Okay? It's a gift from God. Not of what? We talked about it earlier. It's right there in the Bible. Anybody want to dispute me? There it is right there. Not of works. It doesn't matter what you do. It's not going to get you to heaven. That's just a fact. I lost my place. Where did it go? There it is. Lest any man should boast. Look what Jesus did for us. He was beaten. I'm not talking to dad whipping. They had this thing with nine tails on it. With glass, rocks, spikes, anything you could think of to make sure that he got hurt. And there's children in here, so I won't go into details about what they did to Jesus, but they beat him. It wasn't no ordinary beating. They took a crown of thorns. Did I say twigs, Jamie? No. I said thorns. Thorns, ladies and gentlemen, and they shoved it in his head. Thorns. Mm. He carried as much as he could. Then he had to have help, right? But he took that cross up to Calvary, not only for me, but for you too. That's why I ask you, when you get to heaven, what is heaven going to look like to you? It's going to have streets of gold, walls of jasper. <laughs> Does that excite you? Huh? How many people get excited to stay at the Marriott? I do. Huh? Do you get excited to stay at the Super 8? No, because you don't know what you're going to leave with. Huh? <laughs> I do not get excited. If they leave the light on for me, you can turn it off. I think that's Motel 6. I've stayed in there a couple of times. I will not go back. And I do not suggest you stay there either. Unless you look at the reviews and ratings. Your, uh, your reviews and ratings with Jesus has been paid for. You got five star. Listen, Google won't have to tell you that. You don't have to Google review what Jesus did for you. 
He wanted to. He wanted to. Listen, he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. What was the request that Jesus asked his Lord? Father, Father. Huh? What is it, Jamie? Let this cup pass from me. But he knew. He knew what he had to do the next day. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where this next one comes in. Dying faith and grace. Mm. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 57. Mm. I'll skip a lot of it, but go down just for the sake of time. Oh, listen to this. Oh, death, where is your sting? <laughs> listen, when you take your last breath as a Christian, when you take your last breath as a Christian, without hesitation, you're going to be in the presence of the Lord. How bad can that be? Think about it. When you take the last breath, brother, you and I, if He comes today, get out of the way. We're going to be with our Lord and Savior. Death sad? Absolutely. I've lived it now for... Dad died in 01. I've lived it. Why, why, why? But I can tell you right now, if I could phone, click, call, text... My dad, Reverend Zach Finch right now, and my mom, they're at the feet of Jesus. That's where they're at. They're going to be praising Him. Oh, listen to this one. I've stood on the banks of a wide raging river, trusting that I'd just get across. I've made my way through some valleys and deserts, believing I'd never get lost. Whew, this is good stuff. I've been at the foot of what felt like Mount Everest. Anybody know how tall that is? It's over 12,000 feet above sea level. Mm. Knowing that the strength, not knowing if I had the strength to climb. Because through every trial, each test and temptation, one thing's for sure every time. Oh, again and again, God is faithful. I want a raise of hand of one person in here that God has ever failed you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He's never failed you. He never will fail you. Again and again, through it all, He's made me able to stand and survive, to come through alive. <laughs> when it sure looked like I couldn't win, Jesus, with, Jesus is with me. So guess what he'll do? He'll claim the victory over and over and over again. Mm. This last thing, I'm going to do a couple of things right here real quick, but I did have pancreatitis. I was uh, sitting at work one day, and I share this with you because I've shared it with Buddy and shared it with the men over at the prayer breakfast. Because Buddy said, asked me to give a testimony. And I believe, looking back, that this was truly my testimony. I got, went over here to the Port Warwick, which is a little emergency center, and the guy was, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I was in pain. Anybody ever had pancreatitis in here? Painful in it, bro. Some people compare it ten times worse than childbirth with no, what is the epidural? 
I can contest to that. I tell you, I went into that place, and I, I showed up by myself, and I said, Doctor, you've got to give me something. I can't stand the pain. He said, well, I don't know what it is yet, but he said, I'll give you something to try to calm you down, but you know, until then, you're going to have to have someone here. If by chance you go home, you know, I said, don't worry about it. I called her immediately. I said, get here. The pain, it starts right here, and it radiates right to the middle of your back. It goes right through you. If you were to take a drill, one going this way, the other one going this way, that's exactly what pancreatitis is, and it doesn't stop. He put me in CT. He comes back. He said, man. He said, you got full-blown pancreatitis. He said, uh, I don't know what your numbers are because they stop at 5,000. It's the lipase and triglycerides. They stop at 5,000. He said, yours is over that. I can't tell you. It could be 8,000, 10,000, 15,000. I have no idea what it is, but he said, you're in bad shape. He said, I'm going to call the ambulance service to go ahead and take you over to the hospital. And by then, hallelujah, he gave me Dilaudid and morphine. <laughs> Whew. Some relief, buddy. Some relief. But I was still in a fetal position. That's really all you can do, just lay there. So as the ambulance is taking me over there and they get me out of the ambulance and we go up to the, to the floor, I had one eye open and I saw on the elevator where it said oncology. So I'm thinking... What in the world am I doing on the oncology floor? By then, Rachel shows up with my bag. I said, why did you lie to me? She said, what are you talking about, honey? I said, I got full-blown pancreatic cancer. I'm on the oncology floor. Honey, you don't have pancreatic cancer. You have pancreatitis. No, I'm on the oncology floor. This is the drugs talking. I'm on the oncology floor. I'm going to die in a few days. Next thing you know, people from the church were showing up and the family were showing up. I said, I'm leaving. Then the nurse come in. Rachel said, would you please explain to him what he has? Now keep in mind, I'm going in and out. <laughs> I'm going in and out. Yes, you have pancreatitis. You'll be in here a few days. About then the doctor walked in. He said, Mr. Finch, he said, I just got the report from the other doctor over the other side. He said, just to give you a heads up. He said, you're going to probably be in here anywhere from, with your numbers, probably 14 to 20 days. I said, but that ain't happening. I got stuff I got to do. I got a family to support. No, i got to get out of here. You ain't going nowhere. When that hits you, I can promise you, you ain't going nowhere. He said, listen, Brother Finch, he said, there's a guy that's been here, has less numbers than you. He's in the 3,000s. You're over 5,000. He's been here for seven days already. I said, man, I can't do that either. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about the trials and tribulations of life hitting you, it hit me. Slowed me down real quick. You think you're all this, that, and the other thing. You're not. When something hits you like that, I can promise you, you will slow down and you will start thinking, I love you too, buddy. Yes, I do. God bless you. But I think uh, it was a Saturday night. I had to have that talk. I had to have that talk. This was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, Dear Lord, Remember what Jesus prayed? Huh? If it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. I'm going to promise you, it was hard. 
But I was tired of laying there. I was tired of, I said, I got to take care of my family. I got to get up. I got to go to work, you know. But I asked the Lord, I said, hey, heal me or take me. But I promise you, I cannot take this pain anymore. That was at 3 a.m. The skins played at 1 o'clock. My redskins played at 1 o'clock. The nurse comes in to give me more of the stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. I, people can say what they want to say. I know I felt it. But when I finished that prayer about 30 minutes or 45 minutes later, I'm talking a breath of air came through that hallway and came in my room. Came in my room. And I'm not saying I instantly got up, but I instantly felt better. I felt better. I said, Woo! Thank you, Lord. So the doctor comes in at seven. She'd draw my blood at four. I said, Doctor, the Redskins play at one o'clock. I would love to go home and watch them. He said, that's the drugs talking, son. <laughs> he said, you got a few more weeks. I said, I can promise you I don't. I can promise you I don't. I said, you're supposed to look at the blood. Dad always said, look at the blood. I said, look at the blood. He pulled the report up. My live page was 127, where they're exactly supposed to be. My triglycerides were 101. If you don't believe in the healing hand of the Lord, wake up. Pray and ask for it and it shall be what, buddy? Given. It shall be given to you. So I asked him, I said, please, can I go home? He was like, let's do a couple more blood tests over the next 24 hours. He said, I'll let you go home. The people from the church came and put the red, red skin lights up above my thing. They were playing the Eagles, the big old rival game. Man, I love sitting in my chair watching the Eagles, and it's just a rival thing. But I got to go home the next day. I did. And I asked the doctor, I said, What's the man that's been here before I got here? He said, It's right down there. And before I left, I went and prayed for him. I went and prayed for him because I know what I felt, and I know what he was feeling too. And ladies and gentlemen, that's where the compassion comes in. You follow me? You have to have a genuine compassion for people. You don't know what they're going through. You just don't. i got to end up. Sorry, buddy. Lord have mercy. I didn't think I was going to do this. Last thing. You see this lady? That's my mama. This week was her birthday. Whew. I went and visited her at 10 o'clock on the day that she died. I said, Mama, how are you feeling? Oh, I'll be all right, darling. Good old guinea woman. Yeah. Good old guinea woman. You're talking about somebody could cook. I sure do miss her chicken and dumplings. If anybody has a great chicken and dumplings, please do not hesitate. Call me. I'll come and pick them up, do whatever I need to. But I love some chicken and dumplings. But I said, Mom, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm all right. I had a sense that day. Something just didn't feel right. I said, Mom, I said, today's bonus day at work. I got my, my party. Will you go ahead and go? 
said, I love him. The chaplain called about two hours later. Said, hey, we need you to get back to the hospital. Your mom took a turn for the worst. As I walked in the room in the ICU room, there was, I don't know, eight people. One just about on top of her doing this, trying to get her back. They did. They got her back. Good friend of mine, Dr. Dada, that was her doctor, he said, hey, let me talk to you. We've been friends. I've sold him plenty of cars. He said, look, bud, he said, I need you to... She's had probably about eight of these heart attacks, and these little ones that, you know, uh, they still hurt. But he said, she's probably going to have one, the big one here, anytime. So I'm frantically trying to call my sister, my brother. That's a decision you don't want to make. Do you understand me? You don't want to have to make that decision because the decision you make, you have to live with. She also had a pacemaker, which kept the number at 64, above 64. But it got her back, and I'll go back in the room. Listen to me, okay? Here's where your faith comes in. Here's guaranteed. I'm guaranteeing it to you, okay? Listen. They brought her back. They had the tube in her throat. I can make out pretty much what she was saying. I said, Mom, they want me to make a decision. Buddy instantaneously, she said, oh, I know you'll make the right one. It didn't come out that clear, ladies and gentlemen, but you knew what I was talking about. So I knew what she was saying. You'll make the right one. Then she said, do me a favor. I said, I'm crying, I'm bawling. Anything, Mom, anything. You ask for it, I'm going to do it. She said, you tell that doctor I'll be right with him. I said, okay. What doctor? She said, the one behind you. Mama, there's no doctor in here. She said, oh, look again. And when I looked for the third time, the machine went off. The machine went off. Beep. First of all, I didn't have to make a decision to bring her back, but it gave me confirmation that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came and picked her up. If you're called today, get out of the way. I'm going. Will everybody bow their heads and close their eyes? I want to ask y'all something. That's between you and the Lord. Not me. I try to truly share from the heart that I'm concerned for your soul. And listen, if you're going through something today, God's got you. He ain't going to leave you, and He's not going to forsake you. But if you are here today and you don't know Jesus, I'm asking you, if you would, just slip your hand up. I just want to pray for you. I promise I'm not going to embarrass you. All I'm going to do is pray for you. But if you don't know the Lord... I'm asking you just to raise your hand. I'll pray for you. Amen. I want to do this song together. Buddy, will you come up here with me? You can just stand.
But I'm telling y'all, y'all got a wonderful, wonderful pastor. This man right here will pray for you. He'll be beside you. He'll come. Anything you need. But I'm going to do this song for y'all. And if you have something that you need to put right here, do in remembrance of me. This is an altar, buddy. Last time I checked, people can pray here. And as we do this song, you're more than welcome to come and talk to Buddy. Kneel here and pray. But I can promise you, if you have burdens, take them to the Lord and leave them there. This is the altar right here. You can leave them right here. But go ahead and start this. Y'all are more than welcome to sing along with me if you want. But I love this song. I do. Y'all look at it. Woo! Turn that thing up, brother. The of the risen Lord Who can compare There's nothing to compare Huh? Listen easy, just praise Him. The glory of the risen Lord Who once was slain To reconcile a man to God Forever He will be A lamb upon the throne I gladly bow my knee <laughs> Amen And worship you alone Listen That's all you got to do All you got to do is proclaim Him As your Lord and Savior Amen Amen Who wants was To reconcile a man to God Forever you will be The Lamb upon the throne I gladly bow my And worship you alone Forever you will be The Lamb upon the throne I gladly bow my knee And worship you alone Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Buddy Chapman and giving me this privilege 
to come and speak today. I thank you for the people that came and heard this message. I, I pray that it blessed their hearts. Lord, if there was one here today that doesn't know you, please speak through their heart. And if someone's going through a trial or tribulation today, Lord, help them. We know that you'll be right beside them. Without fail, no exceptions. You've been there every time and will be there every time. I thank you again, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, sir.